I um, was in Buffalo and I had a really bad, I went through a McDonald's drive-thru and the woman at the drive-thru was getting my order wrong constantly, like from the beginning. I was like, I'll have a sausage and sausage, egg on a biscuit. Sausage. sausage and egg on a biscuit. <laughs> and she was like, McMuffin? And I'm like, no, biscuit. And she's like, McMuffin. And I'm like, no, a sausage biscuit. And then, and then she put that up and I'm like, but with egg, not just the sausage. I was like, but with egg. And then she was like, with egg. And she added extra for the egg. And then I was like, and can I get two <sighs> two meals and one with the coffee, one with orange juice? And then she was charging me the coffee and the orange juice separate. And what drinks did you like with the meals? She was driving me nuts. It was like 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning. Oh. Finally, she gets it right. I go through. And I asked her if she could put the cream and sugar in the coffee. And, in, and as the woman's making the coffee, I'm watching her in the window after I pay. And she doesn't put the cream and sugar in the coffee. And I'm like, are you going to put the cream and sugar in? And she's like, I put it in the bag. And I was like, yeah, but I'm in the back seat of a cab, all going, like driving 20 minutes. I can't like mix a hot coffee, like you know. I didn't know I was working today. That's what you should have said. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, I did it in the back seat of the cab. I spilled coffee on myself. No. And I got mad. And then you I, were in the wheel. Oh. Hold on, let's start this over. This whole time you were in the back of a cab. A lift. Yeah. 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 I was in the back of a lift going. I need one sausage. No. <laughs> no extra egg. Just egg no, on the like, sausage. It was window down, like Grey Poupon style. Like, you know what I mean? I like lowered the window and I was like, may I please have a sausage and egg? <laughs> and, the, and then, so I got so mad that I wrote a letter to, and they sent me, they sent me coupons. An actual letter, like you made no, well, on- online. People don't do that anymore. I like that. But online, he like got a quill. We're like, listen, my sausage, no good. I sent a pigeon. I sent a pigeon. <laughs> Go to the Buffalo Airport. They McDonald's. Gave you tell them. But tell them there was no. Sausage. They gave me a coupon. They gave me a coupon only for one free breakfast, and and. It's only only valid at that at the, in Buffalo. Oh, that oh my is God. horrible. That's really that's a terrible ending to like, this story. I know, but I feel <laughs> like because it was included. at an airport, the airport ones might also honor it. I have the letter from the lady as the franchise owner, and I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna try it like this weekend at the airport and see if it works. Oh my God! <laughs> now I want to keep talking about McDonald's for like 45 minutes, but should we get this started? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, cool. That's just a warm up convo. This is a little little pep talk about Mickey D's. All right, ready? I'm ready. Hi, this is Daniel Franzese, <laughs> a.k.a. at What's Up Danny. Hey, I'm A.B. Cassidy, uh, at Funny Lesbo. And I'm a bear. And I'm a butch. And you're listening to... Butch and the Bear. Butch and the Bear. Butch and the Bear, yeah. With an amazing guest today, who Ooh. we're going to include right at the top in the rant. Yeah, in the rant, we're going to include you at the top. Ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else. Miss <laughs> Heather Matarazzo. Yay! Yeah. Ooh, we got a bell today. <laughs> Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, we were just chatting a little bit because uh, there's. Because how could you not? Because how could you not? Uh, we, we were just talking already about the big, the big scandal of the week. Uh, Mueller getting. Mueller, soon. that as well. <laughs> that one too. There's, There's a so lot of scandals. Sc- you so know what? This is actually scandals. one of the weakest this is the year scandals. of scandals. It's it is a year, year of scandals. And it's also scandals. the year that scandals going off the air. Wow. Whoa. Isn't it ironic? I know. <laughs> Don't you think? A little too ironic. I, I mean, maybe. I really do think. And also now, you know, the, Trump is releasing the JFK files. I'm wondering if we're going to hear some Roswell news. It's he like, didn't release them all, first though. First of all. The most tabloidic. First of all, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> Heather, to, please tell us. We need to have this be fucking clear. Okay? Trump did not release those files. Those were already scheduled to be yeah, released. They were set to be released in this year. Way before he came into the picture. Right. I like that you did that in song, because singing is a big theme here. So yes. I like that. Yes. He did not release the files. Me. Yeah, we feel, we feel soothed. Like, it's almost like we're not talking about him. Yeah, we're like, yes. <laughs> you can talk no, about Trump as long as it's like, Trump. And speaking of annoying men... Um, <laughs> you mean cowards, predators, yes. cowards and predators. Kevin Spacey, man, what'd you go do? What did Dude, you go what do? What a dingus! First of all, like amazing for Anthony Rapp to go out and speak. And yeah, tell let's give story. Anthony Rapp some love for being so like, brave. Just and like he out said, standing on the that. shoulders of all these amazing women who have now been vocal and now leading this movement of telling the truth about these stories that are happening out here in the industry. And then not I, easy for him to do that, by the way, no, not easy or any of any of these. No, people. not easy for anyone. Yeah. And he goes and comes out as a smokescreen to being a predator. Like all the, you know, setting back years and years and years of stuff that the LGBT community have been fighting against. It's just disappointing. Yeah. So, you know, just to recap the the story, and this actually is is perfect for our segment, which is, uh, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Except in this case, I feel like we're mad and disappointed. I'm furious and disgusted, is yes. I think what I would call this. Because it's the whole time I was closeted as an actor, everyone's like, well, think about Kevin Spacey. Look at the career he's had. And he's been this like anti-awful like awful role model for people to continue to hide themselves and hide their true lives. Right. He had so much opportunity as a two-time Oscar winner, as a person who's like a decorated actor and like respected actor, quote unquote, like to be able to um, show that there is like queer people in Hollywood that can ha- make a living playing straight characters. And then to come out in such a vile way when just before he had the Tonys and he had an opportunity to do something, but instead he just made jokes about it. Just to recap for those listening that might not uh, have, have read they this know. story, but just in case, uh, Kevin Spacey, you know, a uh, very famous, you know, renowned actor, um, actually, why, you know, uh, very much so considered one of the best actors of our time, uh, he has been closeted for a long time and I feel like he's been kind of known, you know, within Hollywood that, that he was definitely on the, on the queer spectrum. And I think it frustrated a lot of people that he didn't come out because he was so successful in so many roles. And so I feel like it it was hard for people because it's like at this point with your success, why not just come out and be your truthful self? And it would, it would really help the community. And and he didn't do that. And he did have opportunities at the Tonys, but instead he just made jokes and dismissed. was like, oh, people yeah. question my sexuality. It, it became something like he was confirming he wasn't um, until recently when um, – Actor Anthony Rapp was that his yes. name, and uh, he, I, I just know him from Rent because well, fant- because I'm it's gay. iconic and amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's been around. Star he's been Trek a child actor and, since he's right. since he's very young. I mean, he was in Adventures in Babysitting. He was in. I believe he was on an episode of Law and Order SVU. Yeah, and now he's on the new Star Trek uh, opposite Wilson Cruz playing right. a gay couple in the future. Good to know they exist. And and he came out recently and on I believe an interview with BuzzFeed and said that uh, he was at a you know uh, at a party an event from a play that he was in with. Kevin Spacey when he was 14. They, they weren't in the play together. They were both in successful Broadway shows. And okay. Kevin Spacey had a party at his house, which Anthony Rupp was 14 years old at the time. Right. Went, went into and his, Kevin Spacey was like 26 or yeah, 27. And if you do the math, right? And then he went into the bedroom to like watch TV because what does a 14-year-old do at an adult party? He's bored, you know? And then he realized he was the only one there and Kevin Spacey appeared drunk and... Uh, and picked him up and, you know, physically picked Tried him up. Tried to lay and, on top yeah. of him. This is what he said, quote. Yeah, let's, let's get the This right is quote. what 
Adam. Um, Anthony Rapp. Sorry, this is what um, Anthony Rapp said. My memory was that I thought, oh, everybody's gone. Well, yeah, I should probably go home. Spacey sort of stood in the doorway, kind of swaying. My impression when he came in the room was that he was drunk. He picked me up like a groom picks up the bride over the threshold. But I don't, like, squirm away initially because I'm like, what's going on? And then he lays down on top of me. He was trying to seduce me. I don't know if I would have used that language, but I was aware that he was trying to get with me sexually. Rapp says he was able to, quote, squirm away eventually and talk his way out of the apartment. And I just want to give credit where credit's due that I'm reading this um, from an article that Ira Madison III wrote um, in the Daily Beast about how Kevin Spacey's coming out grossly conflates pedophilia and homosexuality. And I completely, completely agree with him. Because um, right. after, after this quote, Kevin Spacey acknowledged it on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin's uh, acknowledgement. Up. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of respect and admiration for Anthony Rapp as an actor. I'm beyond horrified to hear his story. I honestly do not remember the encounter. It would have been over 30 years ago. But if I did behave as he describes, I owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been a deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. And I'm sorry for the feelings he describes having carried him all these years. This story has encouraged me to address other things in my life. I know there are stories about me out there, and some have been fueled by the fact that I've been so protective of my privacy. As the closest to me know, in my life, I've had relationships with both men and women. I have loved and had romantic encounters with men throughout my life, and I choose now to live as a gay man. I want to deal with this honestly and openly, and that starts with examining my own behavior. Kevin Spacey. So many red pen marks. I have so many red pen marks for this. Uh, My first chosen life as a gay man just is an offensive term in general to me. Like, to to imply that, uh, that your sexuality could be a choice... Um, just totally defies everything that is what um, the LGBTQ community want people to know about sexuality. And um, also uh, what the stories about him, I I could tell nine stories right now that I've heard about him over the years that are horrible. Um, They're not just whispers. They're not just things as we're seeing here. And I have a feeling that this, I mean, even though you'll probably be listening to this podcast days after we found out this news today here, but I bet you that there'll be more stories to come. And also, here's the thing, you know, deeply inappropriate drunken behavior is me thinking that the closet is the bathroom (laughs) and peeing on someone's clothes. You know, like not that's molesting a child, not pedophilia, not molesting a 14 year old child. Right. You know, you can't conflate the two things. And Ira, you know, had picked up this great, you know, he brought up Anita Hill. And for those of you who don't know Anita Hill, Google her. Um, I'm not going to do the work for you, you know, but essentially he said it calls to mind hateful rhetoric like Anita Bryant, not Anita Hill. I'm so sorry, Anita Hill. So we can edit sorry. that. Let's edit that part. You don't even need to. I never edit my <laughs> Who podcast. is Anita Hill? <laughs> Anita Hill is actually the one that like led the charge in terms of like sexual harassment and rape in the 1990s against. Um, okay, keep it in because I'm learning stuff. Clarence Thomas, thank you. Oh, um, right. So, Anita no, Hill. it calls to mind hateful rhetoric like Anita Bryant, 1977 Save yes. Our Children campaign. Who's my favorite person to hate. Which sought to associate gay men and child predators. 
You know, there's been a, such an incredible long stigma specifically involving gay men um, being child predators, you know, um, not so much with lesbians. Lesbians just need the right dick. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the, the I, I, I don't even know where to go from there. Oh, please. I have faced so much homophobia over my life from men who think that gay sex is disgusting yet masturbate to lesbian porn. I mean, what? I mean, there's just such insane amounts of head Wait, fuckery. Gay men? No, straight men. Straight men. Yeah, okay. that's just. How come that's okay? Like, I mean, there's lesbian such an, porn is probably the most upsetting thing ever to me. It's like <laughs> really, yeah, because it feels very like forced and made for men, and it's like very upsetting. Like, Unless there's it's no way. ethical lesbian yeah, porn. They, they now have that. They now, have that. They like now vegan yeah, lesbian porn. Yes, vegan lesbian porn. <laughs> so unfortunately, this is a sad thing for the community right now because there is been you know just years of hatred towards the queer community saying, you know, specifically gay men comparing them to pedophiles. And now for, you know, someone that we've all wanted to come out to, to help our cause is now doing this, you know, he's like the first person to come out at just a bad time. Well, you you know know what? Well, a, no, I say, fuck that shit. What he was doing was he was using the LGBTQ community Mm -hmm. as a means to hide the fact that. To take the bullets. As, as a means to hide behind and be shielded from the fact that the only reason this came out is because Anthony Rapp said me too, that I was um, sexually abused by Kevin Spacey when I was 14 years old. And Kevin Spacey, in turn, not only dismissed what Anthony Rapp said, and minimized it, being like, oh, well, I, I, that was 30 years ago. I don't remember. I may have been drunk. And I am also now choosing to live my life as a gay man. You know? I love the voice that we've given S- Kevin's face. Just add, I'm an asshole to that, and you got to <laughs> I'm an hat. asshole. I'm a d- fucking coward. Let's talk about uh, celebrities and people that do come out that do good stuff, because I, I want to spin this into something positive, if we can, because we do have Heather here, and yes. uh, as a, a gay woman, I have to say that Heather was very uh, influential in me coming out, I want to say this, oh. because I'm, I'm only 25, and so uh, The Princess Diaries was a big, big movie, both, you know, they all were big movies movies for me Mm -hmm. and I remember seeing you in the princess diaries which uh, I still think is just the most amazing movie and and then I remember seeing you in the l word and I gotta tell you what that did for a kid like me like I used to sneak down to the basement and like record the l word and I wouldn't tell anyone that I was watching it you know and I'd be like I would like eat dinner really fast and be like I have to go bye and I'd run to the basement and I'd watch the l word (laughs) it was like a really big show so to have you in here is actually pretty cool for me because I saw you at like a young age and I also saw you on the show and I remember being like is she gay and I remember looking into it and, and hearing that you were out and stuff was pr- a pretty cool thing for someone like me to be like, oh, wow, like she's on this show that's about gay women and she is a gay woman. Yeah. So, the, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in what your experience was like coming out in Hollywood. And, and you, you were, you've been in a lot of big stuff. You're in, obviously in Welcome to the Dollhouse, mm-hmm. which is a, a huge cult classic, also one of my, my favorite movies. And I believe that was your first major film. Yeah, that was my first major film. And that, it's I... a, that and Princess Diaries are both pretty 
big followings. Uh, so yeah. what was that experience like for you? I mean, you know, I'm I'm very grateful that I, I've always had a, a wide fan base, you know, um, and I never know why I'm going to get stopped or what I'm going to get stopped for in regards to what people know me from, you know, but from, you know, I came out, I was just talking about this with Danny in the car on our way over here, you know, I came out in 2005 and it doesn't seem like it's that long ago. However, I was the only out lesbian in their 20s that was in the film industry. Wow. You know, um, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. And, and, and really it was during, uh, the press junket for princess diaries too. And, I got very, very, very sick and tired of deflecting the question. So do you have a Prince Charming? So do you have a Prince Charming? So do you have a Prince Charming? (laughs) And then I like I was two margaritas in on my last (laughs) interview and I was like, no, but I have a Princess Charming. Wow. Um, That ended up being like the devil themselves. But that's (laughs) another story for another time. However, you know, um, it wasn't like my publicist set up this thing being like okay Heather's gonna sit down and she's gonna have an official coming out right. yeah. it was very organic and it was very honest and um I like remember you coming out I'm not even kidding I remember like reading that being like oh my gosh she's actually gay and she's gay she's gay this is amazing yeah. and there are quotes like in in welcome to the dollhouse and stuff where they're like what are you a lesbian like that mm-hmm. was a big part of the movie was this, you know, being called a lesbian. And, and I just wonder what that's like to be like a little kid that's like involved in this joke and stuff. And then you're like, oh, wait, I am, you know? Yeah. You know, I I always think of like um, Annie Sullivan and Helen Keller, like, it has a name, Helen, it has a name. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it has a name. <laughs> lesbian. So um, doing it in your hand, yeah. <laughs> you know, spelling it out to myself. Yeah. Um, and I did Dollhouse in 94. Yeah. So, again, y- you have to remember that Stonewall happened in 68. Um, the, the gay revolution didn't really start until the early 70s, you know. And then by the time you get to the early 80s, you have... Um, what they called gay cancer, you know, the gay plague, Mm. which we now refer to as AIDS. And the the politics of this country, you know, um, the societally, how we we treated um, LGBTQ people. Um, We didn't even have a Q back then. It was just LGBT, LGBT. That was it. And then um, in the 90s, everyone did ecstasy and made out. And, but, but here's the deal is that, you know, we had... there <laughs> that were, was just my story. <laughs> you know, like millions upon millions of, of um, gay men and, and women died. And it, and it wasn't until the very early 90s, like 92, 93, that information had just started to come out that maybe AIDS wasn't just limited to gay people, you know, and you couldn't catch AIDS from a toilet seat, you know, or kissing or sharing um, a water glass. And so 
microcosmically, there was like a, a, a tiny step forward mm. of, okay, mm. well, gay people aren't completely, they're not death itself, mm. you know? Um, and that was like, and we shot that in 94 and it came out in 96. And around that time, then you had Ellen DeGeneres and you had Katie Lang. And I think Rosie O'Donnell was just starting to hit mm-hmm. that seen as well so it was becoming a little bit more mainstream yeah rosie Um, actually came out in early to mid 2000s i believe it took her a minute but there was still but she still i remember her and ellen being on rosie's show and they were talking about the island of lesbos yeah and Mm -hmm. ellen being lebanese you know right those jokes yeah which i would say that when you tell those jokes and then they don't become funny then it starts to make the new normal it goes it comes through comedy it's like there's only so many times that like you know a, a neighbor on a show could be like hey girl and then you be like you know and then people laugh at that but then pretty soon you have an actual neighbor in real life yeah. that's like hey girl and you're like hi Mr Wilson you know it's yeah like, and with the, and, and it becomes like a normalcy and yeah. with that too I'll tell you what there was like it's it, it, uh, I mean for fuck's sakes I'm like we're not gonna save the world or unpack you know 400 years of white supremacy and, and sexism <laughs> and and we could we could try we could try <laughs> yeah. I'm good at unpacking. Well, I'm bad at packing. I guess. I guess my question is like, when you were doing like Princess Diaries and you know this, that I guess, well. were you? Did you know at that time that you were that you were gay or that you were queer? Did you know? Like, were you? Yeah, I mean, like, I knew that I liked women from the time I was like seven, and like yeah, any. Same. I was out when I was ten. I was like, I like girls. <laughs> like, this is. Just what but it is. Were you were you really out out at ten? Well, I told my mom and sister when I was ten. I was like, I like girls, and they, you know, of course, this is a different time. Like now, if kids are like, I want to be a boy, a lot of parents are like, okay, be a boy, you know, which I think is awesome. But back then, my my mom and sister, they're very accepting, but they just were kind of like, oh, well, let's just. They thought maybe I was just saying that. They're like, let's just wait and see. And then when I was fourteen, I was like, no, I I like girls. <laughs> like I'm definitely gay. <laughs> so how old were you then when you were sneaking to watch the L word? Uh, well, I was like, I kind of like came out to my sister and stuff when I was like 14. Like I was like, I, I like girls. And then uh, and then I, I kind of just like didn't really talk about it okay. until I like mm-hmm. went to college when I was like 18, 19. Okay. Like, like I, so when I was in high school, I was like sneaking down to watch and stuff. And I was about 14 then, like 14, 15, like kind of figuring it out. And, and I had gone to boarding school. So like I had, I had like a lot of secrets, but I felt like my parents kind of <laughs> knew, but it just wasn't talked about, you know? Yeah. And that was hard for me because I feel like it just wasn't a, a discussion. Like, it was just like, let's just not talk about it. And that's important. And, and that, I think, is is incredibly, incredibly important because for me, like, my version of the L word, um, the closest thing of to representation that I found was Xena, Warrior Princess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, in the fucking, like, 90s, like it was right on. It was on right before Hercules and fuck Kevin Sorbo, like piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, it was Zena and Gabrielle. Mm. And even though that relationship was never discussed, you knew something was going on. Yeah. You know, and this God, I feel so old because like it also makes me think. Then you know, I was having to sneak films like um, Go Fish, you know, and wow. Watermelon Woman. And I don't know if I know Watermelon Woman. Uh-oh. I know. Should Listen, I? you can't get mad because it's Baby I'm Butch. Baby she only Bush. has so many years. I'm 25. Years. I know. We have to Baby tell her. That's Papa that, Bear. Write that one down. Watermelon Woman. I haven't seen it either. We both he should watch it. He makes me lists of movies. 
So, you know, that's we're gonna have to watch that one. I it, haven't seen it. Either. Is it on? It's. I think it's on Reverie too. Is it on Reverie? It is. Oh, it's perfect. on the Reverie app, well, so you can see, watch that's it. Why it's I can watch yeah, it. I'm also, like, you guys can watch it, and I will too. Yeah, and like Gia and Bama okay, Gia is the hot. Oh yeah, yeah. Bama cheerleader. Bama cheerleader. We've talked. And, about, yeah. about and, that constantly. And boys don't cry. Yeah. Yeah. And there was. Uh, like representation is is so incredibly important um, uh, across across the board, you know. Um, I, I actually was out and then went back into the closet when I played a gay character because I was terrified that I wasn't going to get work. Mm, I was wow. working at gay clubs in New York, out to my family, out to my friend, my close friends. I was private. I never took pictures with guys or anything like that. And then when I did, when I was in Mean Girls, I freaked out and went back in the closet. And that was the year before. You came out, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember when I met you because we were, you know, we were uh, dancing at the limelight. <gasps> but I went up to you and I was like, "You, you just came out." I was like, "I'm gay," and you were like, "That's Aww. great, let's dance." And then we like danced. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> it was like so simple. I was just like, I could tell <laughs> that's somebody <great>. that's <laughs> like in the industry. It felt really nice. Yeah, knew, yeah. No, because there's <laughs> because there's something there's something to be said about being received. There's something to yes. be said about. Um, Getting to finally feel as though you have a weight taken off your shoulder and you're not going to be shunned and you're not going to be ridiculed and you're not going to be minimized in any way. And and I still feel like that's something that um, social media is incredible and it's amazing in in a lot of ways. And with that, I, I feel as though it disconnects us from getting to have an actual human experience with one another yeah. a lot right. of times, you know? And and so th- that space that you and I got to have in person at the limelight... Would be in the DMs. Would be, like, <laughs> in the DMs, you know? Right. Well, let's... let's- Let's go back to talking about how important representation is, and I'm I'm especially interested in talking to you about this because I I think there's a really a big a lack of lesbian representation, especially masculine lesbians, and I'm talking about this all the time because I feel like there's no characters like me, and I don't understand why someone like me that's like masculine or or like a butch or you know a stud lesbian, if They're you just will. Hot. Yeah, that's what they call themselves, <laughs> by the way, stud lesbians, uh, which I think is just so fabulous. Um, but, you know, why why aren't we playing the Melissa McCarthy roles or, like, the Rebel Wilsons? Like, we're not – why can't we just be these, like, funny roles? And so I want to talk to you because the L word was actually pretty groundbreaking. And I want to know what it was like to be on a show like that that, like, actually I don't know a single queer woman that that show didn't impact and, and, and influence in some way. And and there there's so many cheesy parts about the show. And, like, it's it, – if you've seen it, you know it's kind of hilarious, like, the wardrobe and everything but it also was so important and so what was that experience like for you i put it i put it this way i think that when you are taught to eat breadcrumbs off the floor and you're taught to be grateful for those breadcrumbs um you dare not ask to be at the main table Mm. You know, but but because you're so starving, you're willing to accept almost anything, even if it's really bad. And I'm not saying that the L word was bad, you know. um, It was kind of bad. (laughs) It was amazing. It was amazing in its own way. Here's here's the thing. I think that. (laughs) It was pretty um, cheesy. It it total, but you know, so like, so is Dynasty, so is yeah. Dallas, so is Nine Hundred Two One Zero. We need our um, snack food too. Yeah, we. Like, absolutely- I love snack food. Two viewing. two questions about though. Were you happy when Jenny Schechter died <laughs> because she was kind of your enemy in the show? Like, were you happy in that last season? And are you excited about the reboot for it? 
Well, A, I I didn't actually see the final episodes of The L Word. What? <laughs> you I, didn't? No, I didn't have cable. I still don't. Um, I can't even believe this. I'm here being like, it's the most important show for queer women and this like amazing I out like queer my friend woman. that still reads books. <laughs> it's true. I no, read it's books. good to be that way. I, I read too. books and I also know that Jenny Schechter was John a bitch. John Waters says okay? if you go to someone's house and they don't have any books, don't fuck them. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I agree. I like, highly, yeah. highly suggest that. My God. What, what about the reboot for it? Do you think it's coming out a good time? Are you excited about it? I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I have... N- I, I think that Eileen, you know, has has done incredible stuff, and she's now gotten to subsequently um, have a lot of success with Empire. Yeah, you know, which she just she, re- renewed a deal with Fox. To yeah, more which shows. is which is Handmaid's Tale. She did, which yeah, it, it, won awards. Like, she she's doing a lot of really great stuff, and I know that like Winona Earp, Winona Earp, is that that show? Um, um, I know I that know. Eileen yes. hasn't done it, but I know that that has like lesbian. Yeah, they they've got the lesbians. I don't know as what well. Winona Earp is, um, but I know about the Earp brothers from the Wild West. If no, like Winona Earp is like is kind <laughs> spin of on that? yeah. Were the Earp brothers yeah. gay? It's a spin on that. It's a is spin it really on a spin on that, on that? But it's like lesbians. Oh my gosh, I gotta watch that. I love. You need to watch it tonight. I'm super into the Old West <laughs> history. Well, there you go. I didn't know this was there a you thing. Go. That's like the Earp brothers and Doc Holliday is very cool. Next year's Halloween costume. You know, and next year, <laughs> next year, um, but. Uh, I, I can't comment to be like, no, I think it's going to be amazing because, A, I don't know. Mm-hmm. B, I, I feel as though I'm not a really big fan of the reboot. Yeah. Um, I feel like <clears throat> there are so many underrepresented voices, you know, and to your question about, like, why can't, why aren't there butch women, stud women, like, playing the roles of, like, Melissa McCarthy and Rebel Wilson, mm-hmm. you know, and... And also, I, as LGBTQ oh. actors, um, we also haven't had our real renaissance yet. It's coming. Like, there's going to be a time where, like, you know, um, I still think it's, it's we're still a little, we're on the African-American journey, and then there's also, like, the trans journey kind of, like, coinciding with that. But I think just, like, um, gay and lesbians in particular haven't had that full-on renaissance in cinema. There aren't, like, n- nine queer-themed <laughs> movies in the Oscar race. There's, like, we're getting there. We're close. It could, it could, something could shift it where it could happen in a year or two, or it may take another ten years. But here's, here's the deal. You know, it's, uh, I feel like nothing is linear. You know, it's not A, B, C, sure. D, E. It's, there's so much intersectionality, Right. Um, because what you bring up, then you bring up the dynamics of what is it to be a woman? You know, what is it to be in the gender fluid model? What is it to be living in a patriarchal society? What is the typical definition and role of a woman? You know, what is the typical definition like of a man? And all of these social constructs that have um, really... I think fucked us mm. in a lot of ways. And we're to the point, the bare bones beginning, I feel of getting to unpack um, a lot of the systemic sexism, racism, um, white supremacy, mm. um, <clears throat> and patriarchy that has really done us um, a disservice right. in ways yes. that... Wow, we're talking about a lot today. 
yeah, yeah. in ways Let's that get into the holocaust by the way business by the way business as usual like do you that's guys, i mean i you enjoy it get into the holocaust real quick we've done aids pedophilia uh we've done the male gaze and and patriarchy gaze is in g-a-z-e which is what we were just kind of talking yes. about that's I feminist love, film theory lingo i for love you having all. coffee and talking to heather and even just i even could talk to you for hours I'm, i feel like she's I'm like always in got like liberal arts take. college you yeah. always have the deep take you're brilliant you and your voice is so soothing i'm here like yes keep going like some of your words you're saying are so big i don't know what you're saying but i feel like i'm there because i also feel like i'm listening to an audiobook because your voice is so amazing and you're like Here's the thing about the male patriarchy. It's like it's like the Morgan Freeman of podcasts. It's oh, so nice. I, I received <laughs> so nice. that. Thank you. No, but it's, I'm glad it, you received it, that. But Please it, do. But it really is. It really is. It, it's it, you know. It's it's LGBT. It's you know um, people of color. It's getting to see Muslims that aren't depicted solely as terrorists. That would be nice. You know, it's there's so there's so much to explore, and my sexual orientation and who I choose not choose. Rewind. My sex. Delete. Whoa! What was <laughs> that? That was my rewind sound. That was my that rewind. Was really <laughs> good. But but my sexual orientation and who I'm attracted to. Yeah. You know. I think you, when is, you say choose, it's not like I choose men or women. I think you just mean like you choose your your like your, right. your partner, like who you love, yeah, like, like you, know, you let under your clothes. I chose yeah. the girl with the cute boots or like whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, but By it's, the way, my girlfriend has terrible boots. But so that's one of the least. That. that is not. You know the sum total of my parts. It's one of the many, many, many different facets of, of what makes are. me me. You know, well, I always say that one of my big arguments when I was closeted even was like, look, I'm, uh, I'm gay, but I'm also Italian. I'm also a Christian. There's all these other things about me that define me so deeply that if they're going to talk about me being gay, they have to all talk about all these things. So that's why I've made a considerable effort to continue to talk about my culture, talk about my uh, spiritual beliefs, like uh, just to sort of make me more well-rounded than who it is that I'm, you know, mm-hmm. with. Because I feel like a lot of that is already what defines Hollywood in general. Everyone's like, who did it? Who did it? If I, I, I looked up somebody the other day and it, and it just, the Google search just said that person's name, dating history. Like, wow. and all I did was type their name in because that's how obsessed people are with other and people's lives. And they're a whore, lives. probably. Yeah, it was, a, it was a long list. Okay, so I want to keep going on this and I wish I could for hours, but unfortunately uh, we can't. But Heather, where can what's your podcast that people can listen in to your beautiful Morgan Freeman podcast voice? Um, it is called Shut Up and Listen with Shut, Heather. Wow, that is a perfect name for your yeah, podcast. And it's it's actually, No big words there, you get it. No. I would literally shut up and listen to you for hours. Thank you. Shut it's, up and listen. Shut up and listen with Heather Matarazzo and um, there's new episodes Every Thursday, and you can find me on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wow. iHeartRadio, you know, Amazing. Pocket Cast. What okay, else? well, everyone, Everywhere check that out. And oh. before you go, we'd love to just do a quick uh, segment with you that's Fast Money. It's a game we would love do to I play. Do I win money? And unfortunately, you win no money, but okay. you win, uh, it should be something like. You win uh, money karma. How about fast kebab, is what this we should is, call bring it. Bring me karma. You, this is money good. karma. Like, so for every like dollar amount you you don't actually win, you might get that in the universe from someone else. No, it's, And we're, it, we're going to add five zeros to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely fast kebab, and you win a kebab from next door at the kebab house. Okay. Uh, there's a great kebab place next door called Why Not Kebab. Uh, we haven't been. 
but it's got a solid name. I'll tell you why not, Kebab. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to have uh, – uh, w- well, first we're going to ask one question. Have you guys ever uh, watched the show Family Feud? Yes. Okay, yeah. so this is definitely not Family Feud, but it, it is Family uh, so basically, we're going to ask a question, and we have a beautiful little pink bell in the middle. And uh, this is just going to gauge. We're competitive. We're going to be like breaking this table. I feel this like. is just gauging <laughs> to see who goes first. Okay. Okay. And, and after we do this one, one of you will step out of the room, and we'll do it like fast money Whoa, style. Really? Okay. okay. Wow. We're doing a whole thing. I like that Danny doesn't know what's going on. That's really cool. Well, now I want to. Uh, now I want to go first, so I don't have to get up. Okay. It's like pure laziness. Right. Here we go. So the first question. Uh, is going to be here's this this is just the bell question if you will okay name something people do before <laughs> bed that makes it difficult to sleep heather masturbate ooh Whoa. makes it difficult to sleep you masturbate and then you stay awake yeah it's like cuz i masturbate and i'm asleep in like 4 seconds yeah no tops. it's like I'm, it's like i've been given coffee that's amazing i wish okay. i had that uh, um, and danny your answer watch tv and what was the number one answer? Eat. Eat. Yeah. What was TV number two? Is, oh, watch TV oh, watch is number two, so Danny technically oh, wins. Okay, Sorry. there you go. Other people, they <laughs> masturbate and they fall asleep. <laughs> you you just clean the house. That's amazing. Uh, so Danny's going to go first. So Heather, we're going to have you step out. Okay. And as, as I believe we have a soundproof, soundproof booth room, yeah. behind us sort if of. you want to pop in. <laughs> and then what we're going to do is we're going to quiz Danny on these five questions, oh and so he's going to get points, and then we're going to, uh, you know, have Heather come in, and then we'll <laughs> add up the points um, at the end, and we'll see who wins. All right, let's do it. Okay, so you're going to have 20 seconds on the clock to answer these, the clock, 20 uh, seconds? Mr. Daniel, oh, and I will do this. Do I buzz this. or no? Uh, no, no okay. more bell. Oh, wait, just for fun? No, okay. Okay, now let me get the timer going. Just for fun. Okay. Okay, sorry. All right. We ready? Yes. The clock will start after the first question. Okay. Name a job in which you'd stand in one place all day. Grocery store. Name a reason why you might skip lunch. Sick. Name a reason you may get a tattoo removed. X's name. Name something a kid might do to get out of participating in gym class. Act like he's sick. Name the high school subject you use least often today. Math. Boom, boom, boom. Bell. Ding, ding, ding. Nice. Wow. Very good. Should I say PE? Maybe. Do we have his... his? There were three number one answers there. He Whoa. had three number one answers. I, you know, ding that bell for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Should we bring Heather back yeah. in? Yeah. Heather, come on back in. Now, you usually... You kind of just whispered Heather, come back in, back in, and she walked right Heather, in. Heather, so come I on don't... back in. Hey, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. In Fast Money, usually there, it's like a team thing, and you can't use the, you can't do the same answers. But this is different because you guys are competing so against each other, head to head. So now quiet, and she yeah. does the same questions. Should we give Danny's total now, or should we wait no, till no. the end? Right, no, wait till the end. Okay. All right. Ooh. Heather, you ready for this? You, you have the 20 for seconds. Fun? The you bell is here. I'll I'll bell this. Okay. 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 You ready? The clock will start after I read the first question. Okay. Okay. Name a job in which you'd stand in one place all day. Grocery store. Name a reason why you might skip lunch. Sick. Name a reason you might get a tattoo removed. X. Name something a kid might do to get out of participating in gym class. They're sick. Name the high school subject you least use today. Calculus. 
You oh my god! We had the, the same, same question. We had the same answers. answers. It was like freaky. Wow! Do they have the same exact answers for all of them? She had. Uh, I'm sorry. Every number one answer. She that had was almost. The same Heather thing. had almost every no, number one answers. answer. The let's only go thing over. Is you said calculus, and I said math. Let's go over the, the number one answers. Store was number one answer. Name a job in which you'd stand in one place all day. Number one answer is grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, name a reason you might that. skip lunch. Number one answer. Uh, diet, but sick, sick is. We okay. both said sick. Diet, okay. and it's the only reason I would ever. Yeah. yeah uh, a, a name a reason you might get a tattoo removed. What's the number one answer? X. It's X's we name, which yeah, they both I got. I literally have one. Wow. No, not really. It's been removed. It's been removed. Kind of. It's been Did removed. You it with a butterfly. <laughs> no, it was like it was stupid. Four twenty. The best one is uh, uh, Winona name, Forever changed to Wino Forever. I know, that's Johnny really Depp, good. Genius. Well, name something a kid might do to get out of participating in gym class. And the number one answer was uh, fake sick. And name Same. which which you said, and and name the high school subject you you, you least uh, use today, which is advanced math. So what is the final Calculus. score here? Wow. We're Calculus. tied. Heather wins. We but said Heather, the same answer. You no, you math. didn't. Grocery store. You the grocery. I said grocery store. I said grocery store. You, you guys, we had the same. Store. Answers. Wait, for every single one, but they had the I same? Get, yes. Do I get a half a point, though? Because oh, you said calculus, calculus, and I just said did. math. He, you know what? Heather, she, the answer is advanced math. Heather wins. Uh-oh, I broke the bell. Wow. No, there's a wire in it. Ah, there it is. Oh, my God. This is why we can't That's have sound effects. Crazy. Heather, congratulations. You've won absolutely nothing except for our love and admiration. I, I appreciate But by the way, both of our money karma is going through the roof. I know. And do you have any tattoos? No, I have no tattoos. None? None. I have so many. I had one piercing, but it got infected and then I gave up. Wow. And I've never dyed my hair except for I don't want to know where it was. I don't want to know where that piercing was. Ear. Why wouldn't you just say ear piercing? You were like, I had a piercing. It oh, usually was means I trying like, to be like? <laughs> that means you're sausage, usually. Yeah, my you know? sausage is pierced. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, had uh, a, I had a car ring in my anus. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, a hearing. Heather Matarazzo, thank you so much for coming in. And tell us, where, where can we find you on social media? Um, at Heather Mataraz. My last name is too long. Um, just <laughs> minus the O. Yeah, just minus the O. Uh, and and please tune in uh, to your podcast and 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 anything else you have got going on. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up and check listen. you out. Shut up yeah, and listen. Shut up and, and listen. And, what else? and um, just started a production company with my partner, which I'm psyched about. Yes. And, wow! Um, congratulations. Thank you. And I have a new film out called Girl Flu. I have another film coming out called Stuck. Um, I have another film that I short film that I directed that's making the film festival circuit right yes. now. Wow. And, badass, um, badass, yeah. badassery. Very cool. Yeah. Um, oh, and support my Patreon. Yes. Um, yeah, which allows me Amazing. then to do my podcasts and create content. Where and, can we find your Patreon? Um, literally, Heather Matarazzo. Patreon. Patreon.com. Great. Well, Heather, thank you so much for coming in. This amazing. has been amazing. Thank uh, amazing. Thank amazing. you. Wow, amazing. Thank you all so much. You've been listening to Butch and the Bear. Yes, please send us questions and comments at butchandthebear at gmail.com. Butch and the Bear. Or tweet us or slip into our DMs on Instagram at Butch and the Bear. Yeah. Thank you. This has been a Reverie Studios production. Download the Reverie app for the best in curated entertainment. Available on iOS, Android, Chromecast, Apple TV, and Roku.